sir. All right, I think we're good now. Yes. Yes, we are live on Facebook. So thank you again. We'll go through that one more time, sir. My, sure. name, is, my name is Master Tim Watson. I'm here in Delaware. I'm joined today, morning for me, but afternoon for you, Master Khan. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining me, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, Master Watson, thank you for inviting me. Um, I'd like to say to hello to all my Tangsudo family around the world. It's my pleasure to, um, to come up here and give us uh, some of the background and people always want to know what the senior masters are doing. And we're just like you guys, two arms and two legs. We just happen to be a little senior, that's all. Yes, sir. Um, I know you wanted to, to say hello to, to some people as before we get started and ask yes, some questions. So. Yes, sir. I'd like to say hello to Quentin. Uh, thank you for your guidance. I know it's not easy with this Corona business and obviously you have to take over from Grandmaster Baldwin. It's always difficult. And we are so lucky to have a, a individual like Grandmaster Strong to, to carry on this um, it's a large organization. And all my greeting to all my senior friend masters, all the legends across America and Europe. Um, I'm here. So if you need me, I'm here. So thank you for being a, for a great master in our association. Yeah, I, I think Master Valentin uh, with his it was his hashtag um, be strong. I, I think that was he always has some good ideas, but uh, you know it, it rings true right now. And he obviously had a big shoes to fill when Grandmaster Bodwin passed, but even now it's even more so. And I, I think he's doing a fantastic job, and I uh, commend him for his leadership. Yes, sir. The greatest thing for for us is the unity. Unity is a strength. A lot of a lot of organizations go down when the founders and and other people pass away. What basically happens that um the kind of association fragment because sometimes weak leader take over. But um, my appeal to all our senior masters are, put your differences aside, get united behind our great association that we are. We are the largest. We are a big ship in the sea. So you know big ships um, don't sink that quickly. And if you're a little small boat and you know hard time comes and you know some some rough waters come you go down so we are hoping that we unite ourselves behind grandmaster and give us give him a full support um that he deserves in our association this is our association we are the association i often tell people we are the association so when you say that we are the association there's no more to give than after that yeah, i i agree with that and i i think i i wasn't a master at the time when grandmaster shin passed um but the brotherhood that i saw in my region and obviously around the world, um, the, that rings true what you said. We are the association and and I'm thankful for leaders like yourself and, and my instructor, Master Godwin, and obviously Grandmaster Strong to- uh, All those senior masters like, you know, uh, Master Godwin and Master Sharp and all those, you know, Master Vaughn and all those people out there, you guys are so lucky that they're just around the corner for you. In Europe, we were not, not that lucky. Um, we had to come up, you know, slowly, like in America, when you guys have a six and seven done, we were just um, sadans and so forth. But we're very lucky now, you know, Master Carter is a seventh and myself is a seventh done. We are very lucky. And then we have uh, six dons and fifth dons. And so we are lucky now, but at one point, everything takes a time in life. So long as we keep plodding forward, we will see the light uh, end of the tunnel and we'll be successful. 
So in doing my research, I, I found in the World Tungsten Association, there are, uh, uh, I think, 14 active seventh dons worldwide. So uh, it, that, that is a great number for, for example, you know, seventh, seventh dons, we, and I mean, we are in good shape, but only issue we have right now that we are a little older, most of our uh, above 60. I'm above, I'm over 60, I don't, don't want to say exact date because <laughs> just pretend I'm 60. So when you're over 60, okay, we, uh, Bruce Lee said, you know, the age is a wisdom. Uh, we are very wise, but as the time goes on, we are top heavy, top heavy means there's a lot of, uh, you know, we are getting, we need young blood like yourself and all the young masters to come along. And just like Grandmaster had a dream, you know, no one will live forever, but at least though, if we can develop some good leaders, we we'll, we we'll leave them in, in, in a good hands for the future of World Tongue Shadow Association. You definitely, with role models like you, I'm sure no one out there <laughs> thinks that thinks of you as 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 60 plus because <laughs> you, you certainly don't move that way. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. I know. I, it's um, the the thing is that uh, I my instructor. I used to spot with my second instructor. He was a Korean. And he, he used to say, no, you hunting me down. One day they're going to hunt you down. And I used to say, no, I'm invisible. You can't touch, nobody's going to touch me. The age plays a big part. You know, we do get slower. But it's, it's one of those nature that God, is, God made us like that. So, but still, if we can, um, you know, be positive and work our way, um, you know, uh, do our best. And then, you know, obviously, we have a young, I, I mean, I have young masters here. And I know we have a lot of young masters coming in America. Uh, we have a very good future in the World Tongue Association. Sabanen, so, we've got a lot of people saying hi. Um, Yoshi Oda saying hi. Lindsay, hi, Lindsay Dungeon, or Dudgeon. Becky yes. Shepard. Yeah, they're all my students. Gaynor, Gaynor Russell. Yeah, Mrs. Russell, she's an instructor. She's a third then. Master Phil Wiskin. Yeah, he's a legend himself, you know, Master Wiskin. By the way, he was cooking this weekend. Don't ask him what was he cooking. But I'm gonna <laughs> uh, we got uh, Sammy Burke. Yeah, Sammy's one of my red belts. Uh, she's got two, three kids training with us. She's very good. Leslie Allen. Yeah, Mrs. Allen is uh, Master Allen's uh, wife. She is uh, Sadan, um, and her husband, Mike Allen, is my general secretary for our association. Does great work for me. Thank, thank him ever so much. Excellent. Um, Natalie Walker, Tracy Digby. Yeah, Natalie's one of our students, yet. Yeah. Excellent. Master Chapel saying over 60 maybe, but still kicking like you're in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Master Chapel. You're very kind. Donna Harvey, Master Harvey. Yeah, Master Harvey's a good student. She's a great, great master for, the, for the, you know, we have a lot of ladies. At one time in our country, we have 10% of ladies. Wow. Now, our female ratio is 50%. And, you know, I have three daughters, they're trained and, you know, my, my, my wife started it um, 33, 34 years ago. Um, we had 10% ladies. Now we are 50% female in our association. Uh, we basically have, um, in, I want to catch you up, what we got in this country, we have 60 uh, clubs and, um, and they are dedicated instructors and masters. So we, about 2000 students that we have in, in the UK. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, you know, Master Khan or Master Godwin is, is senior masters, but we can't do all. I think the credit should go to these people who will stand behind us day in and day out. And I'm very proud of my, uh, my masters who, and instructors who actually, 60 clubs is, a, you know, we have one full-time studio. 
But it's uh, like in America, you have a lot of full-time studio here. People, uh, we don't get full-time studios, too many overheads. So we teach in youth centers and sports centers and stuff like that. But um, um, 36 years ago, it was only me. And then Master Carter was the first one to join with me. Um, but what's the story? We're going to tell you how we end up joining World Tongue Studio Association. And then... Excellent. Just want to, yeah, there are so many, uh, I was trying to uh, <laughs> tell you everyone that's saying hi, but uh, so many people are, your, your daughter Noreen said hello, your wife Don. Uh, <laughs> let's see, Tom Lyons from Region 8. Uh, let's see who else. Hi, Jeff, Tom. George, George and Debbie Berardi from Region 9 are watching. Yes, pleasure mine. Thank you for watching us. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> we got there's there's a lot. Sherrod, uh, Manjit. Holland, he's a pilot. Yes. Wow, awesome. Bethany yeah. Bennett, Bennett. Yeah, Bethany's one of our students. You have two, three kids trained with us. She's a dedicated individual. Excellent. Um, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and and kind of get into things. Um, would you like to start with maybe how you got to? Uh, great Britain as far as as yes, a sir. Yeah, great great good question uh, my father was uh, living here in the 50s and um, you know after the world war uh, a lot of um, uh, British men was lost their lives and they need a Commonwealth countries Commonwealth countries are that British who ruled all the countries are uh, they known as a Commonwealth I think America is a part of Commonwealth and they needed some help so they were asking from India Pakistan and uh, all those um, countries to come and help us so my father came in the fifties and then we joined him in 1970. Um, I was 13 at that time. And um, then we were kind of struggling. So I left school early and uh, my brother lived down here where I live in St. Ives. So I came down here in 1973 and it was kind of really boring because small town. So um, a friend of mine called Brian Burton who did Tung Sudo and uh, we, me and my brother saw a movie called uh, King Boxer. Uh, a guy called Lou Lai starting that. I think in America they call it Five Fingers of Steel or something like that. Mm. And me and my brothers, my older brother, fighting like you know, going a little crazy. He said, "Do you do martial arts?" We said, "No, we're new in this town." He said, "Would you like to do?" I said, "Yes." So he said, "If you wait on the side of the road, I pick you up." And um, he took us to this club called Buckden Tang Sudo. Um, that was 1974, 46 years ago. Uh, American instructor called Stephen Coleman who came to UK, he was the first man to teach Tung Sudo in this country. He opened the club, he opened three clubs. Uh, first one was a military club in August, 1973. Uh, second one, the one I joined in Buckdown is in Cambridgeshire area. And the third one he opened in St. Ives where I lived and that club was opened 1974, uh, October 7th, exact date was October the, uh, sorry, September the 7th, 1974. So um, that's how I actually went there. I see this American soldier, a big dude moving like lightning. Oh my God, he was fast. His name was Stephen Coleman. Unfortunately, he died in um, 2012 in somewhere in America. Uh, once he left the UK in 1976, I lost, I lost my connection with him. I looked for him every day on the internet, but I just want to like to thank him because he come from Korea and I was training was like three hours long and you know we saw bruises all over the face and stuff so it was a different kind of training but yes that's how I started training um uh, 1974 yes sir okay and then once uh 
once he left in 1976, what was, what was your, your path? Yes, sir. What happened? The second instructor came along. He was a master rank called Young Man Lee, who was a Korean. Uh, I mean, a lot of people left because his English was like broken like mine and people left. And, and so I called him back and we, we maintained the club. Master Carter was there with me at that time. We was training. I was his uh, first black belt. I took my black belt um, April 77. But then um, I actually, um, how I end up coming to America, my wife, Dawn, she's um, American. She was born in Philly. So we got married in 1982 and 84. Um, and now it's been 10 years since I've been training with the Tang Sudo Murkwan. And um, I, I asked my second instructor, I'm going to America for, for five weeks and I'll be training with someone there with you mind. He said, I'm fine, you know, train with someone. And then basically what happened there, we was in, um, her, her sister lives in um, Dover, Delaware, American big base there, as you know. Mm -hmm. So I asked my wife, Donna, I said, could you call Lee's Karate, L-double-E, Lee's Karate? She ended up calling Master Yi, Lee's Karate. It was totally coincidence, un totally lucky path in some ways. He wasn't home, so he come back and called me and he said, um, he said, uh, what style do you do? I said, sorry, Tang Sudo. He goes, oh, I teach Tang Sudo. And I said, oh, great. And he said, Who, what's the name of your instructor? I said, Stephen Coleman. And Master Yi said, uh, well, he was in Osan when, when he was there. And I think he, he always used to say that Master Yi, Tang Moon Kim, uh, who's in, um, uh, where is he, in Georgia? And then you have um, CS Kim, they was all there at that time. You always used to mention I had three instructors. So when he mentioned that, oh, then I, I got a little happy that I'm training with him. He said, where are you? Because we were in Philadelphia, her brother lives in New Jersey and her sister lives in Delaware. So um, he said, do you want to go see uh, Grandmaster, um, Grandmaster Shin? I said, whoa, never heard of Grandmaster Shin at all. And I remember going up the stairs and uh, Noreen was only two years old at that time. And my sister-in-law who took us there, obviously we couldn't drive. You got drive wrong side of the road. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> anyway, so I left him downstairs and I run up the stairs. As you know, if, if people know, you know, Grandmaster Studio was quite high up. In corner of my eyes, I seen this, this gentleman who's taking uh, my, you know, my baby up and the stroller up and same for my sister-in-law's son, Danny. And I'm thinking, oh, he must work here. You know, he's probably one of those guys who, you know, who's kind of a janitor or cleaner or whatever. And he came in, he said, my name is Shin. I said, oh my God, Mr. Grandmaster Shin. And I simply liked him as soon as I met this man, he had this, a charm about him. And, uh, and then I, he said, would you join with me? I said, no, I'm only here for five weeks. Uh, I'm not gonna join with no more, you know. But unfortunately my path changed when I came back. Um, my association, the UK association, found out that I was training with Grandmaster Shin. They suspended me. That was one of the hardest days of my life because when they told me you're going, they took all my students away from me. I was teaching um, Ramsey an upward class. Ramsey right now is under Master Riskin. He's taking good care of that club. Matter of fact, I opened that club 1981, uh, September 21st, 1981. I gave it to a gentleman, American gentleman called John Henson, and now Master Riskin has it. But going back to my, when they suspended me, they wrote the, all my students that uh, Mr. Khan is no longer part of our association because uh, I asked my instructor why. I said, well, you've been training with Shin. I said, when I left 
UK, you said I can train with anybody that uh, you, you like, but you specifically didn't say don't train with Shin. He said no. And then later I found out he sold the club to someone who was about fourth or fifth below everybody. And matter of fact, when I came back, Master Carter was the first one. I saw him changing. He was stretching in the door. He said, don't change, don't change. I said, why? He said, you'll find out. And then they told me that I, it, it, my instructor called me in the changing room. He said, we're going to suspend you because you trained with Shin. And that was May. And I did not join Grandmaster to June. I sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, sit on my stairs and almost cry. This was my life. You know, I was training seven days a week. The best thing ever happened to me, you know, and all of a sudden everything was taken away from me. But I was very grateful to like of Master Carter and Brian Burton, people like that. They said, okay, you haven't done anything wrong. So they joined me and I called Grandmaster Sin. I said, Quentin, could you have me as your student? And the rest was totally history. I think sometimes, you know, I totally believe in, you know, one door closes, two open. And these people try to destroy me. And then three years later, they called me back, have a meeting with the, with the Moody Kwan and saying, would you like to come back? I said, no way, I'm not gonna come back because when you guys chuck me out, somebody had a roof over my head. How can I, how can I, you know, deny that? And how can I be disloyal? I'm kind of a pretty, a pretty loyal individual to be honest with you. I, I just I've been 36 years uh, with the World Transcendental Association and it's a, one of the best years of my life. Great decision. Thank God it was great as well. You know, somebody tried to destroy you, but yet God had different plans for you. Right. I guess then thank Master Don for uh, calling Master Yi all, uh, the, on the way. Absolutely. The, the Master Don, you know, she, she called the wrong person and I end up. And then the first person, they had a championship in New Jersey. I show up. He said, why don't you come to the championship? I go there. I'm still saying on the door, I, I'm here to see Mr. Lee. And they said, there's no one called Mr. Lee. And um, then I was changing it, and I seen Master, I seen Master Godwin was changing. He he was uh, changing. We had a little chat, and then obviously when I joined, and I got really a good friendship with him because we coming to the headquarters, and you know a lot of time being spent with him and teaching us all this, uh, you know, syllabus, thirty hand kicking, self defense. I remember uh, one particular time, um, students paid ninety eighty five student get some money together and send me to America, and I said to Master Godwin, I'm here. Uh, I only got from Friday to Monday. I need 30 hand, 30 kicking, 30 self-defense, uh, dagger form. Um, and I also need um, uh, Kung Sung Kun. And he says to me, you'll be lucky, you know, if you can take your Kung Sung Kun back. I said, look, you prepare to teach me. Then when I go, you can test me. He couldn't believe it. A person could have that good of memory. Not, I don't have memory, good memory now, but uh, I did have a very good memory. I remember a lot of things. When it comes to martial arts, I remember a lot of things. But don't ask me about my girl's birthday and my wife's anniversary. She will kill me. Because I'm always <laughs> like asking the girls, when is it? So. Well, if, if there's if there's someone to teach you that much information in a short period of time, it's Master Godwin. <laughs> Absolutely. He, I mean, I mean he, he's been a great. And then he's been here so many times with us here. Uh, a master camps and I, I cannot uh, thank enough for, for this individual he's a great friend and a great martial arts all around and great businessman as well. uh, also a quick side note i live about 30 minutes from dover i live in in middletown delaware okay okay so that's you you're lucky yeah and his hospitality is fantastic because we uh, was invited me and master green was invited in uh, 2005 yes. and master godwin had we stayed in his house oh what a host he is 
I, I cannot, um, you know, deny that he he's, he's the greatest, you know, individual that I know as a friend, great friend. Yeah. That was that was actually the first time I got a chance to meet you at one of your uh, young application uh, seminars. This this has a story. What basically happened? Uh, Grandmaster came here in 1985. Well, when we first started, there's only me and Master Carter and a few others. A year later, we had a thousand students. Um, at that time, there's only two tungsten organizations, UK Tungsten Association, and we call ourselves, Grandmaster used to call us England, but we are Great Britain because, you know, the different countries, Scotland, Wales, and us. So Grandmaster came and I really want to, really want to sort of, you know, teach him, show him how good I was, you know, I guess that's naive when you're young, you know. And um, he, in the end, he said, you know, you guys are the greatest kickers I've ever seen. But your hyungs and your basic has a question mark on it. In the same breath, he said, well, they need some attention. And I said, oh, Christ. I promised him that we we're going to improve our hand techniques, uh, the motions and the hip motions and everything he explained to us. And we were going to go deeper into hyungs. To be honest with you, I never liked hyungs myself when I was a student. I only done them for the testing reason. And uh, I recommend that you should do hyungs properly. Learn to do a whole package um, of martial art. Don't just, I mean, I was only a fighter. I love fighting. I was not really a young person. But when Grandmaster said, now you will become an instructor now. You're like a father. You have to give them what everything, not just one thing. And he explained that, you know, if you were in school and you're doing just maths, you're going to be brilliant at maths. But if you're doing math and English and other, other subjects, you might be average, but you got all the knowledge. So he said, you know, so then I started researching in, into the Hyungs and I really wanted my students, because Grandmaster said so, that was our weaker side. And then somehow, um, somehow I found that very fascinating and, you know, research, I never study any, any other style other than Tang Sado. But uh, even Master Godwin one time said, he said, your style is very different. Why my style is different? Because my instructor was in the military. And I think he will go base to bases, train with different people. He used to tell us different things. You know, a shooter can do this, a taekwondo do this. So having good, um, I remember as, a, as an orange belt, I remember I was, I broke down one of the hyungs. You know, in Ken Chodan, when we pull back and do, a, you know, kondo. Um, one guy, a friend of mine, he did a front kick and I pulled him back and, and did a kind of, and my instructor said to me, what was that? I says, uh, I says, you know, instead of pull back, I still can pull him back. And he kind of looked at me and goes, well, you see, you see that that way? I said, yeah, I can see it that way. So I already had it a long time ago and I guess never challenged it, but I'm glad that I did go into that field because Kiki, um, I seen Grandmaster Wonky, um, 1982 World Championship in New Jersey. He was, uh, I believe around 80, he, he was performing a, a form called Sanwa. And you know he he was still doing good. So I, I my advice to people is do practice the real art. Um, what they don't tell you though, they, my instructors and most instructors will say to you, uh, if your people are good in hyungs, you're a good fighter. But I was never good in hyung, but I thought I was a reasonably good fighter. But what they didn't tell you though, the hyungs are close range fighting. It's a close range fighting. Once you realize there's close range fighting. Everything, there's a different kind of fighting. There's street fighting, there's a club fighting, there's a close range, there's a UFC fighting. But this, Hyungs are close range fighting. Once you realize the close range fighting, 
then you'll understand the Hyang much better. Excellent, sir. That's that's great insight. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I I know you're a bit of a scholar as far as foreign <laughs> films go, because you like you said, you've you've done the work and um I also think that's a great lesson for anyone out there, not just masters. If if someone gives you some feedback on something that you're lacking on, you have the you had the humility and the, you know, you you want it to to improve and, and make him proud. Yes, sir. I, I think, uh, you know, being a master just doesn't mean that you got a higher ranking. Being a master is that you are a servant of your student. A grandmaster board said, you know, a greatest honor is to serve somebody. And I think we as a senior masters should be humble and we're here for them. I, I remember grandmaster Shin one time talking to a white belt. He was about seven or eight sitting on the floor and has grandmaster walked by. He asked the grandmaster question at the lunchtime. We break for lunch. He was doing a, a camp training with us. And grandmaster sat down next to this little kid. And um, I said, oh my God. And I said, continue me. He's only asking questions. He said, no, no, no. He's not only asking questions. So he made himself to his level. Uh, one more occasion, I had this young man, uh, one of the European championships, uh, 1990 in Bristol. Uh, this young man come, signed his doorbar, then he signed the bong, then the pads, and the headband. And I said, hey, Joe, Joe 90, he was wearing glasses. I said, hey, beat it. Grandmaster said, no, please don't say that. This is his way of saying to, to hello to me. And he's, that's the only reason he wants to come see me. So I realized that, you know, even though we are higher grades, a higher grade don't mean anything if you're not, if you're not human or you don't have that courtesy or you don't have that humbleness in you. Uh, you're nobody. So my advice to all my masters and instructors across the world, uh, you know, become a humble. It's, it's, a, it's a great dishonor, I think. I agree, sir, 100%. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to do some of these interviews is so I, you, we could convey the, the fact that we're all, we're all in this. We're all masters. We all started somewhere. Yes. Just because you've been around longer than someone else, like you said earlier, we all have two legs. We all have two, <laughs> two legs and two arms. Nothing, nothing special about it. Yes, um, you're, you're right. I mean, the thing is that we we all want our students to be a Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, hmm. but it's impossible. You know, Bruce Lee is one, Chuck Norris is one. And I often used to say to Grandmaster, uh, you know, why couldn't you develop another another Chuck Norris? But he used to say, it's not me. It's the students. It depends on the students just how far you want to go. And I can remember he telling me, he said, if you want the greatest instructor, make sure that every day you put your toe back on and do something with it. So he made, I promised him that, you know, there's not a day gone by that I don't put on my toe back and do something. So if you dedicate your life doing, a, doesn't matter what course you're doing, it could be anything. It could be studying, you know, any other things. Yeah, like education, for example. So. Commit yourself, and one day you'll you'll get through, and people recognize your effort. Absolutely, we still got a lot of people uh, chiming in and saying hello. Uh, if anyone has a question for Master Khan, please share. Uh, who else do we have here? Master McCarty from uh, Alabama said hello. Joe Vell from Costa Rica. Joe, hey, grand champion, you're the best. <laughs> uh, Joanna Liu from uh, says hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joanna. Uh, so, you you mentioned grand grand champion, um, uh, and obviously you have one of those in your family. Uh, yes, I wanted I wanted to talk about your family. You you mentioned your your wife, Master Dawn. 
made that call when you came to America. We talk about when she she first started and and how special the 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 family bond in Tung Sudo is for the cons. Absolutely, absolutely. To be honest with you, when we were young, <laughs> I tell my kids we were friends. We were never a girlfriend, boyfriend. I said, and um, every day we. She said, "What are we doing tonight?" I said, "Well, I'm training. You're gonna come and watch." <laughs> she practically hate martial art because every day when you're a teenager, you know, and I'm training, she come and watch and hold on to me and watch. So when my um, Noreen was born, she was okay, but one middle daughter, Ashi, born. And I said, why don't you start training? She said, no, I don't want, that's not my thing, you know. She tried it one time on the, when I was teaching at Orkambody Base and she did a spinning kick and she hurt her ankle and she didn't want to know after that. And we were kind of afraid. So her family in the military will get upset that she got injured training with me. So she kind of backed off a little while. Anyway, so then she joined in and she said, well, don't, don't ask me to test. I said, okay, don't test. But then eventually, Basically what happened, her group was tested forward and she said to me, when are you gonna teach me another form? I said, well, you're a white belt. White belt only learn these things. And she said, I wanna test. And I'm so glad though, uh, because I am I, I am where I am today because of my family, because they are the backbone of, of our association. She's a, our secretary. Uh, master D is a fifth dan. She was the first um, uh, a lady in Europe master. I was the first master in Europe. She was. A, as a lady master in Europe. So that was a good honor. And then obviously Noreen's a fifth down. I mean, she started training from age of two. When Grandmaster Shin came 85, she was a little toddler. He had a picture with her. And my middle daughter, Asha, she's a fourth down master. And Sophia, she's an Edan. Um, she was children for seven years. Uh, and I just moved out of test. She, you know, she loves fighting and stuff. At the moment, she went to university and she kind of taking a, a, a little break, but I, I was hoping that, you know, she's come back in training. And now I got four masters, myself, my wife, and two of my daughters um, in one family. And I, I am so grateful. I honestly think that without um, my wife's and my family's support, I wouldn't be where I am today. And she often says, I, I don't appreciate it, but you know, the Asians don't so, show appreciation that quick. And Grandma Sushin will tell you that. <laughs> But I really do appreciate what she, you know, the whole work. I mean, I, I'm just a kind of figurehead here and she does all the, you know, the, for example, it's, she's like Mr. Lee in the office for me here, you know, like Gideon Lee. So I'm so grateful that we have that kind of, uh, and she had, she was teaching the ladies only class. And now we, she helps me with all my classes now. And even on the Zoom, we have a little bunter sometimes, you know, we just, we just talk to each other and we say things, silly things. And, People like it because you know we are family and good families should stick together. By the way, I've been married. We we known each other for forty years and we've married for thirty seven years. And may may God keep us going. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's definitely different teaching in the, the Zoom the Zoom classes. Uh. <laughs> when she recommended we should we should do Zoom within uh, it's been nine weeks now that I've been home. Uh, Wednesday today Wednesday exactly nine weeks. And in the first three weeks, I didn't do nothing. And she said, let's do Zoom. I said, no, I'm a kind of instructor. I, I actually uh, bounce back from my students in front of me. If they're, if they're trying hard, I got to try hard. Zoom was completely opposite. But then when we got the message from, a, from a headquarters that we got to do something, we're going to lose too many students. And luckily, I'm so happy that we're doing these classes because all the students and instructors are emailing and texting saying, 
that's the best thing happened because you know what, what would they do if we don't do these classes so in some ways yes we can't touch them we can't feel them but we see them every i mean i have uh, four classes with the tiny tigers a week and um uh, and i think another question you asked me earlier that um on my website says i teach all my classes myself that's very very true basically what happened my uh, second instructor sometimes wouldn't show up and um i will take his classes and i promised myself that i would be here for my students and if i'm out of the country obviously if i'm in america you know teaching across the world i can't do it but i promised myself that i will teach all my classes myself and i think my instructors will agree that i i keep to that there hasn't time that i've been there even i've, I've been kind of in a bad flu and ill no no it's my job it's a duty you know if you if you're taking a serious duty you ask people to come there if you're not there yourself it doesn't work right so yes i know um senior master will say that you know develop your leaders if you're not there they'll take over yeah we have those good instructors if i'm not there they'll take the classes but i i personally are committed to take all my classes doesn't matter what age i'm going to be i'm going to hang in there even on the wheelchair i think <laughs> well yeah that and and that that type of mindset is appreciated i have the i have a very similar mindset to that if i'm if i'm able to get up and teach i'm i'm going to do that <laughs> yes sir best way of doing it yeah be lead your students you know be be a, a great example to your student and you don't have to say a lot i mean look grandmaster shin less was more for him i mean i traveled with him um to us of south africa one time and uh, 97 i believe it was semester khan i'm going to south africa would you come with me i said yes continent we go there <laughs> i'm sitting with him 12 hours from heathrow to johannesburg and he hasn't said a word and i'm one of those persons who can't 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 shut up you know i have to ask questions <laughs> but he has this book and he's doing underlining things and stuff so we go to south africa i got 200 people standing in front of me which i really don't bother me at all whether it's one people or 2000 it doesn't bother me but this man sitting behind me bothered me big time. He hasn't said anything in seven days now. And one day I'm asking, I say, Quentin, am I too hard on these guys or am I too soft? And he says very quietly, he said, uh, Master Khan, good instructor is hard and soft same time. <laughs> so yeah, really, that doesn't answer my question, but he was always teaching us, you know, less is more sometime, but yeah, you know, you, and then on the end, the last class with that, he actually made a little speech he said, um, he, he said, you know, we have Master Gardner who's a hapkido guy, and Master Wan who's a sword guy, and Master Hick is a sword guy. He said, but this young man is all rounder. He, and when he said I was all rounder, I said, oh, thank God for that. That he recognized, uh, you know, what I was doing. But yeah, he was a great, great example, and in, in, in an instructor should be a great example uh, for the student. And Grandmaster said one time, the uh, uh, our students are the greatest instructors. And I said, how are how do our students are great instructors? They say, well, let me tell you, they are our instructors. They say, you will, not, you will not be found drunk outside in front of your student. You will not smoke in front of your student. You will do this in front of your students. So really, they are teaching you something. So they are your teachers. We learn a lot from them too. Sure. When, when a class is taught by one man, and I'm say, for example, I have 30 masters in front of me. They're looking at one man, but one man is looking at 30. Who's learning the most? Think like that. Sure. Um, let's see. 
got a message from Dale Pike. He said, I love listening to this. I'm new to the Tung Sudo family. My yes, daughter sir. just pre-tested for a senior orange belt. She has an amazing master, Master Harvey. Is such an inspiration, so. Oh, she's brilliant. Master Harvey is a very, very good instructor. Excellent. Um, Yoshioda asks, what is your favorite Hyung to break down and teach uh, application? Do you have one? I don't, I don't have any favorite. I, I normally, I actually went to Seychelles a few years ago and uh, and Seychelles, they have uh, uh, several different organizations, schools. And Master Ford said, oh, you know, you're going to teach them. What are you going to teach them? I said, I'm going to teach this style to them. He said, how's that going to work? First, I taught him the history about the, the founders and blah, blah, blah. And then I said, you pick any move from any form and I'll break it for you. I'll break it down for you. They could not, they could not understand. I know the Shutaken, Waduru, Kunshinkai, Hyang is pretty similar to ours. So basically, I don't have any favorite form. Uh, which one I break down is, it depends what people ask you a question, and I immediately have to think. Um, Fanakoshi, uh, Gochin Fanakoshi was the founder of Tutokan, and he said, um, if you are just doing Hyang without thinking what you're doing, you're doing, a, you're doing a bad dancing almost. He said, the more the techniques you're gonna find in the Hyang, the, if you have two applications for one or three, the more the better. Um, but this is a quite a difficult subject. And sometimes, uh, Grandmaster used to say, you know, a junior might read senior high school books, but he might not understand. So if you teach him too soon, he goes over the head, they don't understand. So I think these young should be, <clears throat> inner young should be taught kind of a black belt level. Because at that time, you know, you, you really begin to, your knowledge begins really, I mean, Early years of preliminary rounds, really. Now, I don't have a, um, I remember my instructor taught me piano, and I thought that was a good form. Then we went to Pasai, I thought that's even greater form. A Kung Song Kun, I did a lot in the competitions. Uh, I very rarely did a competition, young competition, really. Uh, I never into like a young competition, but I did, I thought that was a good form. But all forms are good. Um, so I don't have, um, I normally ask people, do your best form. And they do the best form. Now do your worst form. And between the worst and the best, there's not a great deal of difference. It's all in the mind. This is my, I mean, one guy did a piano sometime and I said, why did you do that? He goes, oh, well, my outside inside kicks are not very good. I said, but they look okay to me. They look fantastic. It's just, so don't think that you have a weakness in you. You know, think that you, you know, you're stronger. You have all, all forms, good forms. You know, don't say, but like I said, it's a coming from someone who never liked form. So I shouldn't be saying all this, but you should learn. If you're thinking of teaching in the future, make sure that what the instructors tend to do, if I'm a good kicker, I tend to lead my students to good kicking. If I'm a good hanger, people, or good weapons, for example. But remember, instructors should give their students equal amount of everything. So they become a, a balanced uh, martial artist rather than a, you know, high kickers or shungs or whatever. So uh, instructors should lead, but the, the, the common way of teaching is you only gonna teach somebody what you're best at. Mm. So to make sure that we instructors are best all around. That's my theory. Uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned competition and uh, when you went, you, you mentioned earlier, well, to me at least, uh, that you've been to all of the world championships. Did you, did you compete in the world? Yes, I compete 1986 and 1988. 
Okay, and 1986, I was against Master Godwin, as always, and uh, Lou Marvel, all these top dogs were in there. <laughs> so we kind of hanged in there, we did pretty good. Um, 88, uh, I, it was again, Master Godwin. But what happened with me competing, and uh, I was in a UK team uh, for several years, but from 1982, last time I competed in 1982, then I competed in 1986, so four years ago, I did not compete. And I remember like of Master Godwin who, who will you know, do three competitions a month and fourth week of rest. So, but yeah, it, it, it was a great event. I, I remember winning a first place in the weapons and Master Godwin hasn't forgive, forgiven me for that. And <laughs> because obviously that sort of, you know, took him down from the grand champion. And um, then I actually got instructor of the year, um, 87. So we came to Valley Forge that I said, oh, since I'm here, I might as well compete. And then again, Master Godwin was there. He got the grand champion. And I think Lou Marl was second and, and like that. And me, I was the third. So it's been like first, second, and third those three years, like, you know. But um, they were tough guys anyway. So yes. So at 89, I got my master level. So 89, after 89, I didn't compete. But 86, 88, yes, I haven't missed any um, 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 uh, world championship, yeah. Probably you can see my all my practice here on all sides. There's no room left now. I don't know what we're going to do with them, but I'm yeah. still hanging in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to mention that. I I meant to, one of the pictures that Master Chapel gave me, I wanted to, I, I meant to count all of the, the patches, but. <laughs> yeah, um, another great thing happened in the world championship that I end up doing, a, as you know, I do a warm-up. Um, I think Master Big did couple, and one time was he late or something? And, and Grandmaster said, Mr. Khan, I said, Yes, my name, do warm up. What? Do warm up? Was, oh my God. And then after that, somehow it became my job. Uh, I mean, I've been, I don't know when I started it. I missed one, um, uh, the Las Vegas one. Um, I stood in the wrong place where the bus was coming to <laughs> take it out. I, I got a little late, or somebody else took it. But I've been, the first time I did that, I was like, Oh my God, you know, you got 2000 people in front of you, but it's been a blessing really um, that, you know, you, you get used to what you do. So that, that become a, my job from out of nowhere. Nobody said that it's going to be your job too. And I, I said, Quentin, I don't even know how to do drums. He said, you're a master, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, kind of, yeah, but masters can do anything. Said, yes, continue. So you just get on with it. Like, you know, so that was the greatest honor. I thought it was, you know, to go and see everybody just before the, before the, um, World Championship is, is, is so it's been my real pleasure, really. That's right. If, if you keep showing up, they keep making you uh, take the job. <laughs> well, yeah, it's become part of your job, isn't it, really? So, <laughs> one of the the coolest things I always enjoy at World Championships is seeing the Great Britain team come in with their their matching uh, track suits. Was 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 that your idea? Whose idea was that? It's always a, a very striking. <laughs> we we had a blue tracksuit. It's, uh, it's it's about change. People say we should change it now, but it's got a Union Jack. It's got a, a red and blue, and this Korean uh, Korean matches too. Basically, what happened that um uh, early years we went for a sponsorship in in a township and other shops and the township or we call a council in this country. They said um um how did you pick team? I said oh anybody can come in the team. He said well. If my son is playing tennis, he's going to go to county level, regional level, European level, world championship. I said, oh my God. So what we decided that we're going to, national championship, you're going to win something, go to European, win something, 
then you're part of the World Tongue Sudo team. We have taken up to 200 people. Wow. But over the years with the recession, we've got about 100. And yes, we, we somehow, we, we looked, when we were at the airport with all those track suits and stuff, people think, oh my God, you know, it's eye-catching. And if you notice, we come in doing the anthem. It was a new idea to come in, you know, do an anthem. And, that, and then became, if you, if you realize now, uh, South American countries come up with the drums and stuff. So it was a good, if, it was a good way to enter the hall and get the high spirit for everybody, basically. Absolutely, yeah. When if if you're in there, when when the teams come in, the countries come in, it it's it's a lot of fun, and it just brings up the energy of the whole the whole competition. I tell students what you see in the studios and the clubs. This is only a drop in the ocean. I want you to come and see the world championship. I want you to come see our headquarters. This is our real home. So you know when we when they go there, they go, oh my god, and I say, well, I told you. And if you go once, you want to go more than once. The friends that you're going to make and the whole package, you, you cannot describe it unless you go there. And people are gone there and they're still, you know, thinking, oh my God. Uh, and I'm very grateful for our team. They've been, you know, some of the, I mean, we're taking up to two busloads, you know, 200 people. And uh, one time Master Bridge says to me, heck, how do you manage all these people? We have a good team of instructors. They manage them. So my work is quite small in there. We've been very, very lucky. And it's, you know, we can't wait. This world championship that just canceled, we had uh, 84 people just prepaid. We all gonna lose our money, but it's, uh, it's not anyone's fault. It's, uh, it's, it's just Corona, you know, it's a disaster really. But hey, but we had 84 people lined up for to go to America with the, with the families and stuff. So we love to come to America um, obviously, my my daughter sees her family as well, so it's a two purpose. She's her family. Then we make a small holidays afterwards, and uh, I love I love American food and people. So we just uh, want to come. Simple as that. Why would you Why would you want to miss an opportunity like that? Uh, I I agree. Uh, I've I've been to every one since I started the associate in the association, and we we're looking forward to this one. But you know, we move on and look forward to twenty two. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If something don't happen, it's a mental not happen. So what can we do? Just save more money and then we enjoy more next time. Make more friendships. As far as world championships go, I know your your daughter won the, the Grand Champion Cup. Um, I, was it 2006? 2004 and 2006. Okay. Um, basically, what happened 2004, she won. And um, I told her, I said, my instructor used to say that, you know, anybody can win. Um, you got the world champion, but if, a, if you go to defend your title and you can't defend, that was just a fluke that you just were lucky day. And when she won a second time, I said, thank God to that, you know, she's she done well for us. Um, then the third year we've done well, um, a lady called us uh, Sarah Chapman, mm -hmm. that was 2008 she won. So we, we've been very lucky. I think, you know, all the judges have been very you know, generous to the students. So uh, anyone who goes there, they all go to win and sometimes we have lucky days and you know and yes we've done well over the years and recently we had a um in the uh in, in the deep master in the deep now he actually won uh one of the grand cups i think okay i know people highlight the grand cup but i think there are so many students out there who um you know who do so well and spend a lot of time and money to come there and so everyone deserves it but yeah, somebody has to take it. So we've been very fortunate, you know, thank God. We're very, we're very, very lucky with that, so. 
Absolutely. I tell all of my students that just showing up and having the courage to compete, you've, you've already won. <laughs> you already won the grand champion. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. So, yes, we are proud of all the people. I mean, you look, Javel won it and um, a few other people um, won it in the past. It's just that, you know, you there. You, I mean, at the moment, we had a young lady who won from regional level, uh, uh, Master um, Javid's student. So, I think, like you said, it's a it's a part of the it's a part of the competition. Somebody has to win, but it's nice when your own student wins, and you know. But win or lose, I don't think is that important. Right. You go up there, do your best, whatever comes out. And um, I often tell students, I don't want to hear any complaint about anybody. Win or lose, and I said, if you think you're that good, you know, if you're that good, if judges said they didn't see it, do it again. I I remember very clearly. Um, uh, 86, I was fighting one guy, Master Khaled was judging me. Um, I already had a one point, I kicked the guy on the face, it should be two point, he only gave me one point. Now, if I would have won that point, I would have gone a little further on maybe, you know, and I already had a first in weapons, I had a second in Hyung, so that would have been, you know, something toward the world grand champion. We never knew what the grand champions were all about in those days. But when the championship, uh, the match over, I said, sir, I kicked him in the head. That was 2.1 I already had. He goes, oh, I forgot to do that. But I can't be going back to it. A decision made, let's move on from it. So sometimes you get a good decision. Sometimes you don't get a good decision. So what, you know? Um, me and Master Godwin's competing 88 in a certain death. He scored on me. So, you know, good luck to him, really. So that's no, things happen. So you got to move on from it. And if you win or lose, it doesn't matter. Everybody... Sometimes losing, you learn more from losing than winning. If everyone keeps winning all the time, in Asia they said, you know, learn to lose uh, can humble you sometimes too. So uh, that's my case on that. That yeah, learn learn to lose too. It doesn't matter. It's experience that you you know, and a life uh, long life friendship that you're making with people. That's that's the important thing, really. Yes, sir. That's a win-win situation, really. <laughs> Along the lines of that, Gail Henderson asked if you had a signature technique as far as sparring goes. Did you have a favorite technique or a move that you was your go-to? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I had a. I was pretty lucky as a as a as a white belt. I actually pulled my hamstring on my left leg, so I really couldn't kick with my right leg. But my left leg naturally, um, I could kick with it. And um, so when you're fighting, a lot of people are right legged. They do right leg, but the left leg is weak. So my spinning back hook kick has surprised people. Uh, matter of fact, I taught American, you remember my instructor opened the club in 1973? 84, I got the contract on the base and I had so many different people come from Japan, Korea, trained with them. Now I remember knocking some of them out uh, with that spinning back kick. I must have knocked out several people. They, they would walk into my spinning back hook kick. So yeah, that was my counter attack. And my attack, I always liked my ax kicks. Um, but over the years, I like my Pichagi. Pichagi is something that, you know, because Grandmaster's son, CH1, <clears throat> does Pichagi, and uh, he'll tell you to do Pichagi. So I think hardest kick is the Pichagi. And not so, so much using fighting, but for, you know, for looking. If you probably notice, me and Master Godwin always do a Pichagi together. <laughs> it become a kind of a trend. Every Master Camp, let's do a Pichagi. But it's every, every year is going lower and lower. But yes, <laughs> um, spinning back is, is good counterattack. And um, now, <coughs> excuse me, somebody, I was teaching a, a Master uh, training one time. And um, I asked them, I said, you know, are you, uh, there are two kind of fighters. Are you attacker or counterattacker? 
And somebody said, well, uh, I'm a counterattacker. I said, well, I'm a counterattacker too. But what will happen if you counterattacker and he's counterattacker? Nothing's going to happen. So you need to be a good attacker and good counterattacker. So if you learn to attack in a good counterattack, then you'll be okay. But if only stay back here and you're defending, you know, he'll move. And what if he, if he's just like you? And so, you know, so be both. Yes, sir. Um, we, we, we talked about some stories on Grandmaster Shin. Grand, uh, Master Chapel asks uh, a, a favorite or greatest memory, we'll say, we'll say for Grandmaster Bodwin, since we've, we've talked about Grandmaster Shin, unless you have another one you would like to share. Oh, well, where, where would you start for these two gentlemen? You know, they are so, such a great impact in my life for both of them. <clears throat> in 80 years, they were two different people. Where, like I told you, I went to uh, South Africa as Grandmaster, didn't, 12 hours, didn't say nothing. But Grandmaster Baldwin was a real gentleman. And, you know, he um, told me some of the things that I would never know. Um, <laughs> um, so many, just so many stories that, um, that I remember of him. One in particular, uh, one year they invited me to, um, Region 9, I believe they're in Connecticut. So he said, um, Master Khan, what, do you, what would, you, would you like to do? I said, Quentin is your call. So he takes me to um, um, Yale, I think it was Yale, he goes, yeah, Yale University. He said, that was my room. Then he took me all, and then he took me to this pizza place where he used to have a pizza that, when he was 19. He used to sit in this place, this chair, we sat there. And then he says to me, would you like a private class? I say, oh my God, blind man need eyes. Yeah, of course, continue. And before he did that, he had someone, uh, a gentleman who was, a, a, I would say partially handicapped, but quite a serious handicap. And he was giving him a private class. And I tell you, it was a humbling experience to see this, a great grandmaster a teaching this individual who I mean, he couldn't even move his leg. So Grandmaster would hold his leg and he touched the pad like that and so forth. And then obviously it's my turn. Um, that I all have a, a crazy thing. I always pull my hamstrings because I tend to kick too high. So I had my hamstring pulled when I went to Region 9 to teach the Blackwater camp. But that private class um, did it for me because I know, you know, I knew Grandmaster Shin for a long time, but never ever he said, uh, Master Khan, would you like a private? Who would not like a, a private session with Grandmaster? So that is the greatest memory. And his smile and the way, the way he, um, he, he, lo he loved GB for some reason, because he says to me, there's a lot of young masters that we have. Right now we have some, some new young masters coming in very young. And he used to say that, you know, it's, um, it's a total share combined work of all the masters that this association grew. Uh, for example, if you look at rest of the, I don't know about the world, but if you look at Europe, we have tested over 60 masters in the last 36 years. And for a smaller country, remember our country is no bigger than New Jersey, American state. So developing in the last 36 years, we developed. So he always used to give me um, a good thumbs up that you keep not good work. Encouragement is the right word. And the last time we were in, in uh, Greece, he showed up in Greece. Another thing that Grandmaster Shin will only come here once a year, but Grandmaster Baldwin came twice. He came, um, Master Camp here in 
in in UK. Then in October, he came to European Championship um, in Holland. So for 80 years, I think he put so much time into us. And and one time, um, the grandmaster, the year grandmaster died, grandmaster Boardman came here for two hours for Blackbird camp. We had a master's camp. Um, uh, 2001, maybe I can't remember exactly when he was. Um, I can't remember exactly date when he was. And uh, Master Godwin came instead. They sent Master Godwin to you know do the master's camp in Wales. And Grandmaster only can come to Blackbar. We normally do a Blackbar class uh, right after the camp. And uh, he came for two hours to do the class and gone back. And I told all my masters, if a man can come and teach us for two hours from America. That is my serious master. That's my serious teacher. So from that day onwards, I had a sincere respect for this man. Absolutely. Uh, that that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that that story with us. Yeah. I, um, it was uh, very touching when we went to Connecticut this year to uh, celebrate his life, just to see how many people came from all walks of life, not just not just Tungsudo martial arts, but literally. It seemed like the whole town of Waterbury came to celebrate that man. Thing is, I was calling him a couple of days and I said, there's something, my wife said, there's something wrong. He's not picking up. I had a couple of questions for him. Then he died one Tuesday, I believe, and he got buried one Tuesday. If there was a little more time, I had about 10 other masters who were, who were ready to go. And uh, me and Master Allen and his, his wife and me and Master D went and I wouldn't miss it for the world, to be honest with you. A man of his caliber and what he had offered. Um, I normally compare, I used to say to my students that compare to Grandmaster to Shin to Grandmaster Boardman. I said, well, Grandmaster Shin was like Bruce Lee, but Grandmaster Boardman like a Jackie Chan. He's got all the moves, but he's funny with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that comparison. That, that's, I, I, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him, but the, the, the rare occasion where I got to spend some one-on-one time, one -on -one time, we went to Aruba and he, him and Grandmaster Strong were at their championships. Yeah. And uh, he got to spend some time with my my daughters, and it's definitely time I I cherish and happy for the memories. This man was a was a uh, you know a two year old with two year old, and he was you know sixty. He, he, he immediately would change his attitude and the way he was guiding, and he was he was tough on us. And last master camp, he said, you know, if you like, don't like my way, that's the door, and say goodbye to you. So he put it on the line too. If you're not gonna not commit it. You know, I'm a committed person. I, I want the commitment from you too. He was like that, but I like that because you know I'm I'm a committed individual, and that, you know it was a great combination. And it was very very sad that we lost him in such a short time. Oh my God, but we're in good hands. I think Grandmaster Strong, you know, is uh, is is a great candidate uh, for this job, and he's doing a great job. And now obviously we got Vice President, you know, as well. So his job is a little more easier now. Yes, sir. Looks like, uh, is this Matt, Mike Allen? Is it Master Allen? Uh, since yep. two, 2012 was, he he gave you the date, the, the time. I I, I, rem I believe I remember that story. Uh, Master Godwin may have told us about that story. Uh, uh, thank you, Master Allen. I think that's why you're my, my secretary. You got all my records. <laughs> I really <appreciate> that. <laughs> um, sir, we're, believe it or not, uh, the time has fly flown. We're, we're past the hour mark. Well, we're right we're around the Mark, we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wrap it up. Is is there anything you anything else you would like to talk about? 
So, um, first of all, I, I, I did say that, you know, we have 60 clubs in here and, you know, we made 60 masters. Uh, my deepest appreciation goes to my, my team who's here. Uh, one man is only one man, you know, and I'd like to thank my family, uh, Master Carter, for example. He's been, he's been great, my right-hand man, always been there and, and always supported me. So I appreciate my guys. Look, guys, I'm only a one man. One man cannot do anything. You know, we, we need help from you. Uh, the advice to the rest of the world is that, look, you know, do your best, whatever you do, anyone can do. If I can do, you can do. Anybody can do anything if they really want to do it. Um, hopefully that, you know, I don't know what other question that people want to ask, but um, yes. Um, my instructor used to say that uh, um, a sound mind, sound mind can learn anything if they really want to. So I, I remember when I first started training, I, I could barely speak English. Oh, I still can't speak English, but that's beside <laughs> the point. So make sure though, whatever you want, anyone can do. You think the presidents are born to be a president? No, they are made it here. You think the masters are born of the belt? No, they, they actually, they're born, they're born, no master belt. They, they become masters here. So you can do anything that you want and just, just, just do it. Also have a guideline, do not cross the line. Um, for example, cross the line means that there's a lot of share pressure from young people. You know, um, people do bad things, they smoke and drink and whatever, you know, I have no problem with that. As long as you don't do it, that's the, that's the way it is. I mean, I live, Master Godwin loves, I live very clean life, no smoking, no drinking, no monkey business. And Grandmaster used to say that it's only very few people who could do that. So if you can, if you can control yourself and you live clean life, and you become a great martial artist. Excellent. Those, those are, I think those are, are, are good uh, parting words, sir. Um, again, I want to thank you for, for joining me today. I, th I think we, pr we probably could go another <laughs> two hours. Uh. <laughs> to come back to a second on uh, Master Boss, I really, really appreciate your style. And I was really nervous. Um, and I've watched um, couple, uh, I, uh, you send me a Master DeMarcos and Grandmasters. And uh, I thought, okay, that seems a fun. So I really, I, I was comfortable really. Uh, I know uh, something when you're bilingual, you have to think in your own language than, than English, but you know, I, I was very comfortable and thank you for having me there. It's my pleasure. Yeah, Man, you're, <laughs> um, yeah when, when we talked last week, your, your story kind of resonated with me. When I started martial arts, I could never imagine being in front of people. I was very shy. I was not outgoing whatsoever. Um, and, and that martial arts brought that out in me, even now it, talking in front of a big group, th there's a lot of practice required, but martial arts definitely helped me. You put me in a front, like you said, if you put me in a group of martial artists in front of a group of martial artists, I'm fine. <laughs> yes, uh, I have, I have that situation. I, oh, I, I, I'm not very good talking in front of, I, I mean, I'm a physical kind of man, you know, I, you know, you give me anything physical. Uh, my advice to the students and instructors is one more that, you know, as an instructor, make sure that you're physically, flexibility, mentally grow. If, if you stop growing, your student will stop growing. So always, I know we got older, but you still can do it. I mean, right now I can do 50 push-ups now in a second. So don't say that, oh yeah, I used to do it. That's not, that's not style. So be ahead of your student because otherwise, you know, do you put your pads on and spy to your students? If you don't, why not? You used to. So the thing is, we can do what we can do. 
So always push yourself you know, and always be, you know I mean? I think I'm more flexible now, uh, 60 plus than I was 15. You got to work at it. Everything, nothing comes on a plate. You got to go and earn it. And that was your students. I remember one of my students, he said, what is your secret? I said, I don't have any secret. One day he walked in and I was drawing my hair. Then I put, started drawing my legs as a cold. And he said, oh, that's a secret. Oh, you're warming your leg to dry hair. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> well, that wasn't a secret. It was just, it was a cold. So sometimes even things like that, they can, be, they can, you can inspire them. So <laughs> do, do these things inspire them, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think our time's up. Yeah, so, I, I want to uh, thank everyone for joining us. Uh, sir, you, you'll have to have Master Don uh, read you some of the messages. There's, I had 57 comments of people, you know, saying hello and, and thanking you for your, your guidance and leadership. So you'll have to get her to, to read those for you. Yes, sir. I uh, don't have a so Master D has, but I'm so blessed that these people have a love for GB and myself. I, I, I just cannot believe it that this ordinary individual now that I can, you know, people, my, my daughter always said, oh, my legend. And I said, well, I'm not a legend at all. I'm just an ordinary human being, but thank you. Thank them for my, for their love for me. Thank you. Yes, sir. We, we had pretty much about 70 to 80 people watching the whole time. So. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if that's your big audience, but I don't know what's uh, happening. By, by far it was the biggest audience. <laughs> oh, that made me feel good too. Everyone was very excited to, to see you this morning and the afternoon. Uh, Thank, thank them. Thank you very much, everyone. All, All right, right, guys. God bless you guys. Be safe. All the best in life. One, two, three. Kung Tzu. Kung Tzu. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for having me.